You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. Michigan's no-fault auto insurance system could be getting a big overhaul. Last week, Michigan's Republican-controlled legislature passed two bills aimed at making some big changes. Those in favor of the bills say it could greatly reduce our astronomical insurance premiums by giving drivers more choices for their coverage. But those who are opposed say it would offer no long-term savings on insurance and would destroy the safety net our current system provides to accident victims. The bills still need to be merged into a single piece of legislation that both chambers can get behind. And Governor Whitmer has said she's going to veto the bills if they make it to her desk in their current form. However, one thing that's clear is that a lot of people are open to the idea of seeing some changes to our current system, which doesn't provide Michigan drivers with much wiggle room as far as options for our auto coverage. That's where we want to continue the conversation here on Detroit Today. And joining us to help talk about this issue is Jonathan Osting. He's a political reporter with the Detroit News. Jonathan, welcome back to Detroit Today. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Also with us is State Senator Pete Lucido. He's a Republican from Shelby Township. He represents Michigan's 8th Senate District. Senator Lucido, welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Yeah, it's always great to hear you. All right, uh, Senator, I'm going to start with you. You voted in support of the auto reform legislation that took shape in the Senate last week. You have long been a supporter of lowering rates. Do you think this time you've got it right? Is is this the right way to go about doing that? Okay, we'll start off with the premises. Doing nothing is not an option. The voters that put the governor in office, as well as myself, want reform. They want lower premiums. They want a break. Yes, I think moving in a in a forward lateral position is better than doing nothing. It's not an option just vetoing a bill. I've asked the governor if she would be so kind to give us in writing so that there's no mistake exactly what she needs in the bill or bills, the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. that would satisfy her not to veto it. And I think the listeners out there, as well as the people that are rallying for some changes, would agree with me. Look, at a compromise is where you sit down. And I think she's at that point to be able to sit down and says, this is what I need in the bill. She wanted real reform. What is real reform in writing so that everybody understands it? One other thing, Stephen, that the listener must know, and this is important, and I'll let Jonathan take it over from there because we're going into session pretty soon. We have 7,200,000 drivers in this state that register vehicles, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about cars, trucks, motorcycles. We have 300,000-plus accidents a year. Out of that, 55,000 have injuries of some sort, a cut finger, a possible broken finger, a gash in the head. Of the 55000 the medical cost on an average is twenty-eight to $30,000. So let's talk about baloney. Hmm. The state of Michigan made a mandate many years ago in the 70s for no fault. It's, it was the greatest thing out there, and the price was affordable. It's gotten so far out of hand that you're now making me buy 10 pounds of baloney when I can only eat a quarter pound to make a sandwich. <laughs> so, so uh, Senator, before, and I know you do have to, to, to get going really soon, but I, but I want to ask you about this issue of medical coverage, this yeah. idea in this bill that people, some people, 
might choose plans that would leave them really vulnerable. Well, to, hold on, Stephen. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I, 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 I faced this issue with my own, my own inner self about what I would choose. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it is this. We take risk on everything we do. If I pay off my house, I don't have to buy homeowner's insurance because if my house burns down, I own it. It's mine exclusively. That would have been the way I would have done car insurance. But the reality is, long time ago, there was a mandate put in place that says to drive a car in this state, you must carry 20, 40, 10. That's BIA, basic insurance coverage. That's never changed over the last 45 years. 20000 per person, 40000 for occurrence, 10000 property damage. If people are going to be left vulnerable, it's the minority. And here's what I'm saying. Out of 7.2 million vehicles registered, we have 300,000 accidents. 55,000 of those people have injuries. Out of that, the average cost is twenty eight to 30000 on the medical. So let's be real. It's a very small amount that have this catastrophic injury. And you know what? The choice is there to carry unlimited coverage still. So everybody should know if you want to make that choice, because we have choices for everything. I can have Wonder Bread. I can have Wheat Bread. I can have Sugar Bread, Sourdough Bread. Why don't we give choices also? This is the Mm. only thing, ladies and gentlemen, that is not given a choice in this state. Mm. It's a mandate. Okay, Senator Pete Lucido, it's always great to have you here and sharing your perspective with us on Detroit Today. I know you have to run uh, to session, but I really appreciate you stopping by. And I'm glad to be on the show because I want the listeners to know, make a choice. Don't keep getting hammered with 10 pounds of bologna. (laughs) You must be hungry, Senator, because you talked about bologna and bread in this interview. (laughs) Well, I don't want to be eating bologna the rest of my life because I can save on my auto insurance and probably have a little bit better. Take care, guys. Have a good day. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, Jonathan Osting, political reporter for the Detroit News, uh, react to some of the things that the senator said there in terms of the feasibility of reaching a a bill that the governor would have any inkling to sign. Yeah, I mean, uh, the governor made very clear again yesterday that she still opposes the House and Senate version. The the good news for folks who do want to see some sort of reform is that she's at least talking right now uh, with GOP leaders. She had a meeting with Senator Shirky, uh, Senate Majority Leader Shirky, on Monday with House Speaker Lee Chatfield yesterday. And uh, she told reporters that staff um, now are negotiating some of those details. Um, I asked her specifically if she has a list, which Senator Lucido said he wanted to see, of changes she'd like to make to either the House or Senate bills. And she declined to do that publicly, saying, you know, she's not going to negotiate in the press, um, but again said that staff is working out some of those details. One thing we know that the governor wants is some sort of a more concrete prohibition on insurers using non-driving factors like zip codes or credit scores to set rates, um, which, of course, critics argue leads to uh, redlining, which is why, you know, Detroit and some other urban areas have by far uh, the highest rates in the nation um, and drive up statewide averages as well. Uh, that so far hasn't, um, hasn't happened to her liking. The House did include some language that would allow the Department of Insurance and Financial Services to set some rules uh, to prohibit insurers using non-driving factors, but the governor wants it explicitly.
explicitly so, uh, spelled out in the legislation. And that's perhaps one area where they're trying to negotiate right now. Hmm. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We would love to hear what you think about the idea of auto insurance reform. Uh, tell us what you think of the form it's taking right now in Lansing, where one of the options that drivers would have is to have coverage that doesn't provide massive medical coverage in case uh, you get into an accident. That's something that we have been able to count on here for a really long time in Michigan. Is that the kind of change that you're willing to accept in exchange for lower rates? Is that the way to make uh, these astronomical insurance premiums go down. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Um, can can we expect that they will be able to merge these bills, uh, Jonathan? One of the other issues is, of course, that the House and the Senate see this slightly differently. Will they sort of come into alignment? Yeah, I think uh, the GOP legislature is more likely to come into alignment. Uh, the big issue is whether they can get the governor to sign something. So if you look at it sort of on a spectrum, the Senate passed uh, a very conservative version. The House did try and add some language that Democrats wanted and the governor wanted, uh, but uh, they still don't think it goes far enough. Um, so the governor is asking now the, the Senate to go even further than the House did um, which, of course, is a big ask. I mean, you know, you talk about um, things like, like mandates. Um, the House plan includes uh, a form of a mandate that would require auto insurers to reduce at least the personal injury protection portion of premiums hmm. if they um, do offer these reduced coverage policies. Um, that's, that kind of mandate is something that the Senate uh, Republicans, uh, you know, explicitly um, have opposed in the past because uh, they see it as a you know a government imposition on a private industry. So right. um, the governor wants them to go even further and really tighten down that language. We'll see if they're willing to do it. So, so if this does reach the governor's desk in a form that she can accept and decides to veto it, what would the path forward look like from there? Are there opportunities in this bill to? to sort of be the, the foundation, I guess, of something that looks different? Or uh, if she vetoes this, are we back to square one? Well, I think it would be a big setback, uh, certainly. I mean, we've, uh, you know, I've covered the legislature now for several years and have seen no-fault reforms come up time and time again. And this is clearly the furthest this process has ever gotten. Both chambers have now approved a plan. Uh, they're separate plans, of course, and still have to iron out details, as you said. Uh, but certainly this level of progress is already pretty much unprecedented in a very long-running effort to reform this law. So uh, vetoing the bill obviously would be a huge setback. Now, if we do, you know, Republicans have, have not ruled out the possibility of running something if they, if they don't think the governor is serious about negotiations. Uh, if they do that, um, my guess is they, they, you know, use it more of a as a publicity ploy, uh, hammering the governor for vetoing something uh, that would provide uh, what they say is real rate relief that drivers want. Uh, I don't know if that um, political move would uh, really help, you know, the, mm -hmm. the prospect for negotiations moving forward. So I think it's a pretty tenuous situation right now, but it's certainly. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're closer than they've been. And the governor said uh, yesterday, while they haven't made tons of progress, she does see 
opportunity for a path forward here. So uh, the best bet, uh, if Republicans are serious about passing reforms, is to try and work with the governor rather than uh, jam her up or try and hammer her for a veto. Erin has a question on Twitter. She says, can you explain why health insurance wouldn't cover lifetime benefits? Always wondered why we need this coverage from auto insurance in addition. Uh, Jonathan, can you kind of quickly explain why that works the way it does and whether that would change under this uh, under this reform. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, certainly, you know, your health insurance, if you have if you're fortunate enough to have private health insurance um, or uh, even government uh, run, you know, uh, public health insurance would cover some treatments. It wouldn't be as generous as no fault right now. um, No fault you know, has very low to no deductibles for this sort of treatment. Um, So if you're on your private health insurer and you uh, break your arm in a car accident, you know, um, if you have a high deductible plan, uh, you're going to be paying a lot lot out of pocket regardless. Mm -hmm. And some of the longer term care stuff um, that's guaranteed under no fault coverage, like uh, in-home attendant care, uh, is not offered in every plan. In fact, uh, you know, critics say, uh, if you're in a if you're in an accident with uh, private or public health insurance, you're more likely to end up, you know, uh, as they put it, warehoused in a in a nursing facility for the rest of your life rather than, uh, you know, having uh, the option for in-home care. Uh, you know, nurses uh, coming and helping, uh, for instance, paralyzed people take care of you know, data um, functions that they can't do on their own. So uh, it's not that you, you know, necessarily would be uncared for at all, but uh, the level of care would certainly be different. Okay, Jonathan Osting, political reporter with the Detroit News. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow, and I hope you will, too. Also, remember that tomorrow at 6 p.m. at Latito at Joe Bar in Hazel Park, you'll be able to join us for our Smart Politics Happy Hour. We are going to get together, have a few drinks, and talk about the issues that are on your mind. What are the things that you are thinking about that we need to deal with in the city or in the state? We will take all of the things that you say with us up to Mackinac Island for the Mackinac Policy Conference later this month and put those questions to the political and business leaders who will be assembled there. So remember, tomorrow, 6 p.m. at Latito at Joe Bar in Hazel Park. That's going to do it today. I will be back tomorrow when we're going to talk with David Brancaccio, who is the host of Marketplace Morning Report. He will talk about his upcoming special broadcast, Brains and Losses, which looks at financial exploitation of elder Americans. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.